Blog Talk Radio. It's the Tim and Tom Show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. The Tim and Tom Show is a unique look from two guys who have lived life to the fullest and now are looking back at the celebrities, news stories, and other things in a changing world and giving you their honest reactions. The Tim and Tom Show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New of newlawoffice.com. Also brought to you by Makeup Kennedy at Facebook.com slash Makeup Kennedy and brought to you by WowFreeCam.com. It is available anywhere and everywhere you find podcasts. And now we go to your host of the Tim and Tom Show. Here's TR and Tim. Take it away. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tim and Tom After Dark. Um... Not sure what's going on tonight. Uh, apparently, there may have been a crossover of uh, information between Tom and I, as Tom has not appeared. Um, of course, the possibility does exist that he spent the day uh, chasing young people out of his yard, arguing with millennials, and getting in fights with snowflakes, because uh, he is known to do these things. And it might have tuckered him out and. Uh, you know, it is 10 o'clock in Philadelphia, so he might have uh, pulled in an uh, old man move and went to bed. But nonetheless, uh, the show was booked, so here we are. If it's just me, you're going to have to put up with the dulcet tones of uh, reason from the Great White North, and you're going to have to live with it. Anyway, it's been an interesting week. Uh, yet again, as a good old, good old America continues to outdo itself in stupidity and idiocracy and whining and complaining and all the things that you would not expect from a country that's supposed to be as great as America actually is, because let's be honest, uh, despite her faults, she's still one of the best places in the world to live, and I can say that even though I'm a Canadian, and I think we get a little bit better up here above the border, but not by much. Um, That being said, uh, the things that go on in that country. Um, one of the big debates right now, of course, is the whole uh, detaining of uh, immigrants at the border, or illegal immigrants, depending on who you talk to, and the separating of their children from parents as parents are deported or sent back. Or, you know what, I'm not really sure, because every story I read on this seems to have a different uh, slant, a uh, different take. Um using different words. Um, I've read everything from this law has been in existence for decades and it's just only being enforced to uh, Obama did exactly the same thing and nobody cared to Trump could end this with a stroke of a pen and it's all him. And you know what? I I don't know what to believe anymore. Um, It's come to the point in America where I I, I don't know who's going to be the voice of reason there. I, I don't know who the people are willing to listen to, but someone with some common sense is going to have to step out and say, look, enough. Our country is falling apart. We're too busy arguing semantics about left and right and who's right and who's wrong. Uh, as Tom and I have both said on several occasions, I don't know if on air or not, but we both said that if uh, 
uh, if the right cured cancer, the left would all die of cancer because they wouldn't trust the cure. If the left cured AIDS, the right would continue to die of AIDS because they wouldn't want to use a cure that was uh, that they didn't have a part in making. Um, the stupidity is it's infectious and it's it's reaching epidemic proportions. As continue, you know, it, it's just a shouting match of stupid. You know, who who can try to get their slant the quickest in the minute uh, the initiative is lost. Um, off goes another slant, or we drop that story entirely. I mean, Trump has been the president for, I don't know now, a year and a half, whatever it's been. And it's just, you know, okay, let's let's probe this. Nothing? All right, let's dig this up. Uh, nothing? Okay, well, except for the porn star. That was the big the big whoop, even though he did it when he wasn't president. Then um, that seems to have just went away. Probes into, into Russians and voting and everything else under the sun that you can think of, and yet still really nothing. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not going to sit here and tell you that Donald Trump is the savior of the free world and the man that we must have. But at least he is not afraid to say what he actually thinks, be it stupid or not. Um, He does uh, get things done in other areas because nobody's paying attention to those areas. They're too busy squawking about... Um, his uh, mostly social policies, uh, which granted, um, some of which uh, I'm not um, entirely in favor of. But generally speaking, I believe if there's laws on the books that say things shouldn't be, then they shouldn't. And if those laws are, are archaic or out of touch, then they should be removed, whatever that process is, and new ones written or whatever the case may be, um, to deal with that sort of stuff. Um, it, it baffles me how Americans, on one hand, or particularly the one that really gets me is the immigration. Uh, you broke the law. You're in the country illegally. I don't care how long you've been here. I don't understand why that matters. Um, To me, that's akin to um, you robbed a bank or you killed someone, but you did it 20 years ago. And that doesn't matter. Let's just let it go. Never mind. Um, Why there's a resistance to uh, dealing with these people in that situation because lord knows you know here again there are millions of hard-working uh, immigrants from other countries who have come to america and canada for that matter and done very well and provided uh, their new countries with uh, their skills and tax dollars etc 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 and it was all well and good then we have the ones who have decided that that route was not good enough for them and have snuck into the country, which last time I checked was a pretty serious no-no, continued to live here. I've often wondered, and I don't know how this works, I wouldn't mind having someone explain it to me, 
if you're an illegal immigrant, um, how do you get a social insurance number or a social security number, I guess, in the United States? Uh, how do you pay taxes if you're not a legal citizen? How does that work? Do you not pay them? Um, how do they pay you? Like, how do you get a bank account? I mean, the first thing, and you know, there again, I'm not an American, so I'm asking. Uh, the first thing that happens here is they want your social insurance number. Now, if you don't have one, you can't open a bank account in Canada. So how do illegal immigrants do this in America? Are are there parts of the system that are complicit in this whole thing? I mean, I've read and heard that in California in particular, I mean, there are scholarships that for illegal immigrants that only they can get to go to college. Now, if that's true, how ridiculous is that? Like, think about that for a minute. Is that not just the most stupid thing you've ever heard? Um, no, no, I don't pretend to have the answers because I don't think a, a sweeping declaration of just declaring that anyone who is here illegally um, is now no longer here illegally and if you come and file, we'll give you your paperwork because I'm going to be sure that there's still going to be some who will not file because there are, you know, and then we get into this whole argument where the left says, oh, no, no, all immigrants are wonderful and great people and the right far right anyway says oh no they're all scumbags and the truth is somewhere in the middle I'm sure there are, are a sprinkling of all some are here and don't need to be some are here and desperately need to be um, you know, as I said I don't know that there's an answer but there's got to be a better one than what they're doing right now which is spend a boatload of money that they don't have on a problem that, at the very least, if we're going to follow the letter of the law, shouldn't exist. Uh, and if we're not, well, then change the law and then uh, let people in willy-nilly if that's what you want to do, if that's the will of the people. I don't think it is, but um, there again, as I said, being a Canadian, not sure I have a horse in the race, as they say, but um still interesting. Which uh, leads us to Hollywood, where, as usual, <laughs> the uh, uh, we've had this you know, there again. This is this is all old discussion being rehashed, but with new stories. Um, I don't think anyone would argue that uh, celebrities live in uh, a bubble, uh, you know, along with pro- professional athletes and the odd. Uh, you know, the five percenters or two percenters so that have all the money. Um, nothing makes me laugh more than when a celebrity gets up and tries to tell me about why I should feel outraged about something when that celebrity hasn't worked uh, an honest day's job in his life, um, which is not to say he doesn't have the all the right to be a celebrity. Um, you know, I suppose if I had the talent... Or you know, someone was willing to pay me millions of dollars to do whatever it was I did. You know, you'd kind of be foolish not to, I guess. But that doesn't give you the right or uh, 
make you infallible somehow in the political scene that your uh, comments and or your take on things must be everybody else's. Um, this week, uh, in, in what to me is just the perfect storm, um, Samuel L. Jackson, who we all know, pretty good actor, by all accounts a fairly decent fellow, no more nutty than anybody else. Um, but a lefty tweets out a photograph of after Dick Mintz. Now, I don't know if this is a real thing or if it was a photoshopped or what it was. But regardless, uh, he, he shows the picture and then says, must have been a party at the White House. Mitch, Paul, Rudy, and the others were spotted wearing knee pads and carrying these up out, carrying these outside. Uh, happy birthday. Uh, I guess the inference being that there's a lot of dick sucking going on at the White House. Um, somewhat funny, I suppose. I can I can get a giggle at that. Um, unfortunately for Samuel, his other friends on the left did not think so. Um, and chastised him fully for uh, making or being homophobic. So now it's come to that even though we're on the same side of things, we can't even disagree about one of the policies on our side, and you're going to get run out of the group. And Samuel L. Jackson is a black guy on top of it, so you think, you know, Everyone always argues that they're getting the, either the extra break or the or the shit end of the stick, depending on what side of the fence you're standing on. Um, a Baldwin, I'm not sure which one, uh, texted at him, you know, are you gay shaming? Um, somebody sent a tweet to uh, Capital One, I believe it is, where he uh, where Jackson does his commercials. Um, you know, are you gonna? Does this mean you guys support, you know, this kind of humor against gay people? And it's like, you know, why? <laughs> and there again, is it just because I'm 50 and I have a functioning brain in my head? Why is this considered an an insult to the entire black race? I don't get it. Jokes are jokes, people. They are not told, well, maybe that's not 100% true. Anyone with a brain in their head doesn't tell them to raise, you know, to start racial wars or to make comments about a, another race. Um, we're all human, dude. Um, this show has a few people who called in, one in particular, who our good friend Naj, who I'm quite sure is a black man. But I could care less. Um, he phones in. He's a very intellectual man, well-spoken. Um, makes his points, defends them. Wonderful. Um, we have uh, another friend of the show, Karen, who is uh, in transition from male to female. Um, she comes on the show and talks about what she wants to talk about. Um, now, I don't know if Karen would be offended by a gay joke. She might be. But 
my point is, is that I'm not making it to to offend her. It's just a joke. When I was growing up, those words did not have the connotation that they have now. Um, and I suppose we can argue all day long about whether they should or shouldn't. But nobody knows what I mean when I use those words except for me. You certainly don't. And this nonsense that because somebody says the says fag, for instance, which back in my day meant you were just different. There really wasn't a slam on any on gay people because we didn't know any. There weren't any even any in our neighborhood, or if there were, nobody knew. So I don't know how it could be a personal insult against gay people because we didn't know any. And we didn't look at things the way uh, younger people do. So whether you believe that or not, I guess that's up to you. Um, but regardless, they're just words. People need to get, you know, maybe it went too far. But you need to, the skin needs to thicken up a bit. Whereas, you know, if you don't like something that somebody said, you know, okay, don't like it. But this demanding that, uh, you know, people apologize and we're going to try to get you fired from your job and all this, it's just crazy. I saw today, um, now granted, the people at Fox News maybe a little too far to the right, but if the left has the right to be <laughs> the left has the right. If the left can be, if their policies are what they want them to be, surely the right is entitled to the same thing. Um, one of the women reporters made the mistake, and, and it was she was wrong to say it um, that uh, the, dep- the deportation camp was just you know, looked a lot like summer camp. All right, that that statement wasn't the brightest one. Um, but then uh, David Hogg, the supposed survivor from one of those shootings, he gets on her on the Twitter and starts demanding that her you know her advertisers pull their advertising because you know how dare she say this? Well, first of all, who the hell are you, David Hogg? You little fuck! You don't know anything about anything. Did you use your little high school brain there to realize that when you call for a boycott of her and her sponsors, how many other people you're hurting or have the potential to hurt? Um, companies, you know, they, they lose their, their sponsorship. Nobody's paying them. Uh, people could lose their jobs. Um, there's some trickle down there that you don't think about while you're up on your high and mighty castle, you know, trying to act morally superior to the rest of the world. When you really, I mean, I'm sure living through a school shooting was not a fun thing, if you were in fact there, because there are some rumors to the fact that he really wasn't even there, but that's a, even if he was, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was there. So you you survived a school shooting, good for you, I'm sure that was a traumatizing thing, Uh, but people go through traumatizing things every day. People are in car accidents, kids die, parents die, spouses die. Um, people get fired, blah, 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 blah. Um, all kinds of different drama, all up and down the scale. Um, you're not alone there, uh, nor do you have any right to claim that moral ground is your own and that nobody else is allowed to stand on it. Um, take what you learn. 
I, I have no problem with you being a political advocate. That I'm okay with. That's your right. But when you start to drag other people that had nothing to do, um, because because person B, um, well, it's not even person B, if employee of a of a company that supports uh, somebody who sponsors Fox News, um, do you not stop to think that, that there must be some liberal people working for some of those companies? They can't all be conservatives just because they sponsor a conservative uh, network any more than I'm sure that not every person that works at the Googles or wherever it might be, uh, the millennial-type companies, that they're all diehard liberals. I'm sure there are some centers and some libertarians and even some righties. There almost has to be. Um, And more to the point, another thing, uh, if people would just, you know, it's always, well, look what they did. Look what they support. Okay, um, if you were in power, what would you do? Yeah, right, crickets. You get nothing because they don't have an answer. They just know that they that we don't want the other guy to be able to do anything. So he needs to get out of there. We ourselves have no plan. Or if we do, it's no better than the one that the existing guy has. Um, it's just sad. But anyway, uh, going back to Samuel L. Jackson. So he gets turned on. The liberals turn on Samuel Jackson. He laughs and uh, basically tells him, nice try, and moves on with his life because, well, it's fucking Samuel L. Jackson. He can do this shit. He's got enough money that I guess he probably doesn't care whether he works again or not. So just an interesting story about it's not even a lefty and a righty now that it's two lefties fighting, um, which we also saw when uh, Rob Reiner, who uh, all in the family fame and a fairly famous director on his own right, came out and called De Niro a dumb fuck for calling Trump a fuck. Um, at least Rob Reiner was right. Um, when people, when, when the left acts like that, that's just ammunition for the right. When you come out, any more than when the righties come out and say stupid stuff, you know, that's just ammunition for the left. You're, you're not winning. You're preaching to the choir when you get up at an award show full of Hollywood people and say, fuck Trump. Well, that doesn't really require any great amount of balls. Everybody there hates him. You're not, you're not, you're not turning anybody, you're not, you're not gaining any new fans or new people to your cause with a reply like that. Just making yourself look like an idiot. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to hear Robert De Niro talk like that. He can not like Trump. That's his right. But, you know, want to talk about old man get off my yard syndrome, that was it right there. Um, anyway, uh, so Reiner took uh, De Niro to task. Um, I didn't see any replies from De Niro, except I know he's busy. He was in Canada where he apologize to Canada for Donald Trump. Well, Robert, we really didn't need your apology. Thanks for thinking about Canada, though. You know, I don't know what we'd do without Hollywood up here in Canada. Uh, because there's you know, not a lot else up here to do. You know, watch the moose swim in the lake. You can count the drops of maple syrup as they drop out of the tree. And, you know, and watch movies, of course. Because we don't really have much else to do. Thanks. Thanks, Rob Ryder. We love you.
In other news, Scott Bale, who, if you follow this show or follow the Hollywood gossip scene or any or read the news, know that he was under attack from his former co-stars for allegedly uh, sleeping with them, inappropriate sex, sexual assault, you name it. He pretty much had done it, according to these people. Um, today, he was uh, the prosecutors declined to uh, carry on with the case um, for uh, not only lack of evidence, but uh, statute of limitations had already run out, and there's nothing they could do anyway. Um, even if there was something going on, which is quite clear there wasn't. Um, they have several photographs and statements from the people involved showing uh, her with him years after this supposedly happened. Uh, she worked with him again, uh, dated him, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it was just, I, I don't know, somebody gets in these people's ears and tells them that, hey, you know, there's some, Notoriety to be made or some money to be made, and this might get you into the news and maybe it might kickstart your career again. I don't know. Um, but I can tell you one thing if I was a real victim of abuse, sexual abuse, I'd be fucking pissed. I'd like to see somebody come out now and tell these women that when it's found out, uh, there's another one with the Enzo Amore case in wrestling where it turned out to be total nonsense um, I'd like to see somebody make some action on those people you know as to you're not helping the you know not helping the cause um, you're setting back the actual victims because for everyone that turns out to be nonsense like that that just makes it that infinitely harder for anybody to believe uh, when someone comes forward and like I said, I we all know that that, I mean, it does happen. I don't know if it's quite as prevalent as the Me Too movement would like to make it out to be, but it definitely happens. Um, and it shouldn't. Um, if nothing else, men have got to learn some manners, and um, you don't touch anyone who doesn't ask to be touched. And to be quite honest, after that, um, if a grown woman should be able to deal with some verbal, like some cat calling, I mean, it doesn't make it right. But if somebody gives you the old one-liner, you know, there's ways to deal with that without screaming and that you've been sexually assaulted and that they need to lose their jobs. That's just too, that's too far to the extreme for for uh, my liking. But anyway, Scott Bale. Uh, free to go on with his life now that this nonsense has been ended. So he's one of the lucky ones. Uh, unfortunately for for uh, one of his compadres, Mr. Chris Hardwick, he is right in the middle of the nonsense as one of his exes. Um, and this one is really quite bizarre uh, when you really, really stop to look at it. Um, one of his exes comes out and with a statement that um, she was uh, she never names Chris Hardwick that's the part that I thought was really interesting she just says a famous uh, celebrity who's got this got a start in podcasting well to be quite honest that could be a lot of people 
Um, of course, I mean, we have to assume she's talking about him. But she never, she doesn't even have the guts to name him. I don't know if that's for legal protection or what that's all about, but she doesn't name him. Um, she goes on to say that he, you know, and some of this could even be, like, I, I don't necessarily dispute all of it. Uh, you know, he didn't like her talking to the other men. Um, he kind of always wanted to know where she was, which are signs of, uh, uh, well, not good signs anyway. But my thought is, is at that point, why don't you leave? Now, I've been told that, oh, Tim, it's not as simple as that. Um, I'm willing to take that, but somebody needs to try to explain to me why, if, if those things are so horrible, and I'm not saying they're not, why you don't just get out right there. Uh, but then she says that uh, he uh, would... She had to be ready and waiting for him when he got home. Now, I don't know exactly what that means. If she meant that in a sexual way, I'm not sure. Um, if she did, if she did, that's kind of, there again, kind of creepy, but not illegal. You know, you're, you're there again, you, know, you are somewhat complicit in this whole sit at this point. Um, to the point, she says, where she was an empty soul, just wandering around. Uh, but she wasn't so empty that she couldn't have an affair with another guy, and then she left him. Okay, then my brain goes, all right, so you weren't... While this was all going on, you weren't smart enough to get out. And you were such a wreck that you couldn't function. And your life, this man has made your life unbearable to the point where you want to kill yourself. And yet somewhere then you found the strength to carry on and uh, get rid of him, uh, have an affair, actually, dating another guy while she was still with, with Hardwick, and uh, and then getting out. Um, somewhere in there something doesn't quite make sense to me. And yeah, there again, well, you're a fucking 50-year-old right-wing grump. Yeah, but logic is still logic. Um, there again, I just don't understand why women don't leave. Do they really think they can change somebody? Is that is that it? Because you can't, if that's what you think. Uh, it can't be done. We are what we are. Um, you might you might clean us up a little bit. Um, you know, I guess you could teach a you can teach a guy a few manners and that. But our, whatever we are at our at our base is what we are. Um, we just learn how to hide it. If we got some glaring error, um, so regardless, uh, the Hollywood's uh, response to this was uh, he was scrubbed from the Nerdist uh, website. Although he doesn't own that anymore and is not involved in it, but he was one of the co-founders. His name has been removed entirely from the website. Um, his game show was put on hold. Um, his Talking Dead and. Uh, Fear the Talking Dead, whatever the hell after shows he had going on on AMC have all been froze while they investigate you know, what's going on. Um, why does the word of one person carry so much weight these days? Um, she's not a court of law. She's not a cop. She's not a, a judge. She's just a person. 
So she said what she said. Why does that carry the weight for people to react in such a way that this guy this guy could be everything he's ever done could be gone. And and he's gonna be partially gone regardless of whether she's full of shit or not. Because now that the story's out there, there's gonna be a certain amount of people that are gonna believe it whether it's true or not. Um that is not fair and it is not right. If he did it or didn't do it, he's still entitled to some due process. Which means to me, you know, if you're gonna fire a man from his job, I don't really think you should be allowed to do it because somebody who has an axe to grind against him, regardless of what went on, comes up and says, Well, you know, he was a real jerk and, and so he assaulted me. Um Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but until it's proven that he did, maybe, uh, you know, that knee-jerk reaction is unwarranted. I had a conversation with uh, Nate, one of the co-hosts here, about in the sporting world. And we came to the conclusion that, you know, what they should do is, uh, once there are legal charges against these guys, then they should be suspended. So he, he said, she said, doesn't amount to anything. You really want to get, you know, if your if your end game is to get somebody, you know, out of their job or out of their money, um, you're going to have to get a little bit more serious about it. So if you get charged with something, then you should be you should be suspended uh, with pay. Or did we? Uh, I'm not sure if we decided on the pay, but you should get suspended, and then in, until you're found guilty. It shouldn't be like this nonsense of, um, I mean, in some cases, it, it, you know, you're going to get those ones that are pretty crystal clear, crystal clear. I can't remember the football player's name, but he clocked his old lady in the elevator, and it's on, and knocked her cold, and, and then they've got it on film. Okay, well, there's not really much. <laughs> you know, I don't really know how you can swing that for it not to be ridiculously horrible and wrong. But if all that happened in that case was that she said he did it, is that grounds for firing him from his job? No, it's not. Whether you think it is or not, you're wrong. I'm I'm, I'm digging in the heels. You're wrong. That is not a good enough reason for a man to be fired. Um, Let's say, yeah, I think this is how we came up with it. If the allegations are made, the league can suspend you but with pay. If uh, you are found, if it goes to court, then they suspend you without pay. And then if you're found guilty, then they can dump you. And if not, they reinstate you. Ta-da! Fairly logical. Doesn't uh, destitute a man from his paycheck. Um, like I said, if the, if the second party is a little bit more serious about uh, what's going on, it should prevent a lot of the ones from just doing it just to, you know, let's be honest. We all know people who've been involved in a divorce where one half of the other has done things purely just to be an asshole. 100% to be an asshole. They don't care about um, whatever demand it is that they dream up at the last minute. They're just trying to stretch it out and piss off their ex. Uh, you know, the same reason, you know, people do it with their kids. 
Um, you're a shit parent. Yeah, I'll say it. You're a shit parent if you're in a divorce or have been divorced and you run down your ex to your kids, even if they are a shithead. Say nothing. Take the high road. You don't have to make excuses for a delinquent parent or a drunk parent or whatever else, but it's not your it's not your place to bury them. Your kids will figure that out on their own, and they'll be much better for it, and so will you. Take the high road, and definitely you're an even bigger loser if you're doing it purely out of spite, just because you don't like your your ex-husband anymore doesn't mean that your kids don't and shouldn't. It's their dad. Use your head, and vice versa. Men are just as bad. Let's stop that right now. Um, you know, dads who tell their kids, you know, your mom's just nothing but a whore. Um, okay, you need a swift kick in the ass, too. You married that whore. So, hello. Boy, I'm starting to, starting to get a little heated here. Um, I'm going to guess at this point, now that we're not quite 40 minutes in, that uh, I definitely had my uh, uh, wires crossed with Mr. Robinson. Um, either that or he had some kind of previous arrangement or engagement that I didn't know about. Um, so, anyone expecting to hear the dulcet tones of Tom Robinson? My apologies. Although I can tell you, go a little bit off the off the beaten path here tonight. It's pretty hard to have a, a one-sided conversation about uh, social issues. It just sounds like me uh, screaming my head off. I mean, and I am an old man and get out of my yard and pull up your pants. But still, um, it came to my attention not that long ago that Tom loves mice. Who would have thought? Big, burly Tom Robinson. Friend of the rodents. Crazy. So, think about that. You know, soon to, soon to follow uh, ABC announces you know, Tom Robinson to start and remake of Fantasia. Something equally ridiculous. Uh, can't really think of a role that you know, Shrek maybe although I don't think that's a Disney production not sure, never been much for the animated features except for the more adult ones like Sausage Party which was a beautiful film loved every minute of it and that upcoming Muppet well it's not Muppets but the, one of the one of the Hensons uh, Stan Melissa McCarthy uh, something about uh, I can't remember the puppet murders or something like that. It's called. That looked pretty hilarious too. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a whole other. I think maybe that's a, probably something we should do. I'm not sure who would who I'd do it with, but uh, we probably need a movie slash music show. Uh, we had a lot of fun uh, on an unrelated note. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing the soccer show the other day, which we weren't sure we were going to, but that turned out really good. Uh, we had a lot of fun for anybody who was into the footy. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, I think we're going to go Sunday. Because I think on Sunday, by Sunday, uh, the, uh, everybody will have played their two games. We'll be fairly even for uh, where we're at on the schedule. Um, all right, back down to the uh, wacky wire and weird news. Um Another story I found found exceedingly interesting, and you could probably spend a whole show talking about it, especially if you're an American. 
Um, a uh, study conducted conducted by SMU, uh, Southern Methodist University from Texas. So I'm not sure if that's a righty school or a lefty school. Not sure. I know they have a mediocre football team. Um, they did a study on uh, psychopaths. Now, I'm not exactly sure how they did this study, but I'm not a scientist, so... Um, but they collected data from some studies and some personality studies and things of this nature. And I guess they have a borderline um, responses that push you above. Uh, I guess because if you are truly a psychopath, you, you know, at, at some point your responses will uh, reveal that because they get a little weird. Um so they they broke this down to uh, where are the most psychopaths in America? Where are they located? Where do they is there a do they have a common bond geographically? Um, and as it turns out, uh, which is just not really a surprise to me, but still interesting as hell, um, the states with the highest scores for psychopaths. Uh, number one was Connecticut. Number two, California. No surprise there to me. Uh, number three, New Jersey. No surprise there. Uh, New York at number four. Or tied for fifth with Wyoming, which I thought was interesting. Um, Connecticut gets it, of course, because... Uh, of Washington, according to this. Washington, D.C. has the highest of any city in the world. Okay, that's not surprising. Politicians, psychopaths. Yeah, that makes 100% good sense to me. Um, California, a lot of people there, period, I suppose, which may raise the level of psychopaths. But also, that has always been known as a I don't know, a free-thinking, hippie, drug culture kind of place where it's probably easier to hide if you're a little bit crazy. Um, New Jersey. Uh, yeah, I don't really know a whole lot about New Jersey. I, when I think of Jersey, I think of the Sopranos and the <laughs> and gang and the mob and that sort of thing. I don't know if that's an, an accurate... Um, Assumption, but that's what comes to mind. But I think, you know, New Jersey people, you think of street people who are tough. So maybe some psychopaths in there is not out of hand. And New York, well, of course, that's New York City. Where else would there, you know, can't think of a place that would have more crazy people than New York City. And, but Wyoming, um, I'm kind of lost on this one. Uh, what is it about Wyoming? that draws psychopaths, what would be the, the, uh, you know, there's not a lot of people there. Uh, the entire state has, like, fucking next to nobody. Like, it is a very unpopulated area. Um, not quite in the center of the, of the country, fairly close, but not quite. Um, there again, is it, is it a place where they can hide? 
you know, two thirds of the state's covered by mountains. Um, there's only six hundred thousand people there. I mean, the state capital of Wyoming only has sixty thousand people in it, which, you know, as far as state capitals goes, is nothing. Um, like I said, maybe maybe just easy to hide there, period. And nobody really knows. There's not enough people there. Maybe you got no neighbors. And you can be nuts, and nobody knows that you are. It's the only thing I can come up with there. But I did think that was an uh, unbelievable, um, weird story. Right from the, when I really stopped to think about it, right from the very get-go, right to the very end. Um, first of all, that anybody's even given somebody money to study this is somewhat odd. And uh, then the results of the study are very interesting. Uh, but I'm not sure what the uh, scientific relevance of any of that is. Um, so four of the five areas we were pretty sure probably had the crazies in it anyway. turns out they do. And apparently we've got to build a fence around Wyoming. <laughs> I don't know. You got me on that one. Uh, interesting story, though, and something that uh, I'm going to guess if you brought up at the dinner table, nobody would come up with uh, Wyoming. Uh, moving on. This, uh, I try to find a few more things to talk about as we're only about halfway through. Um, sports-related story. Kind of interesting also, and another one, one of those ones where um, common sense should prevail and there shouldn't even be a story. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder play-by-play announcer who said on air that Russell Westbrook was out of his cotton-picking mind for doing something during the game. Has been not fired, but his contract has not been renewed. Um, And that was the reason why. Uh, He was initially suspended and allowed to finish out the series, but his contract will not be renewed, and they'll be looking for somebody else to do their play-by-play announcing, even though he's the only one who's done it for... He's been their their voice of the team for 10 years. Um, Now there again, I'm not a black person. So a part of me, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that that is an offensive on some level. Although I'm going to say I don't know how. Um, cotton picking is not exclusively a black thing. Uh, you may equate that with slavery. But there was cotton picking going on before the blacks came to America. Um, there was cotton picking going on after slavery was illegal. And for all I know, there's cotton picking going on right now. Um, nobody is going to tell me or convince me that that guy made that statement in the moment to offend black people. Because he didn't. Because if he was truly a racist covering the sport of basketball... His foot would be so far down his throat he wouldn't be able to speak because the amount of times you would get a chance to slam a black guy would be infinite. It'd be, and it would, be, it would be too easy. And you'd slip up and you'd say something way worse. Cotton picking. 
I'm utterly amazed that cotton picking is now a reason because you said the words cotton picking. You lost your job. And I don't doubt that was a probably a pretty well good paying job. Um, I, I I would like to know does this really make black people feel better? Does this help when this happens? Do you does it just do you feel justified when this this is the action to or the reaction to the action? Because it doesn't make sense to me. That to me is racism. I mean, going out of your way to get to bring up something that somebody said because you didn't like it. I don't know. Probably going to get ten thousand emails telling me I'm crazy and all the rest, but I really don't understand that whole thing. It's got me baffled. Oh, I see. We may have the arrival of uh, Mr. Robinson here in a moment with luck, which would be nice because Lord knows I'm running out of shit to say. Um, Give him a minute here. Uh, Like I said, I just, I, I don't understand. Now, I live in Canada, so maybe it's different. Perhaps if I was a black man and felt that I'd been getting screwed my entire life, I may feel entirely different about that, and if that's the case, you might even be justified for it. But so, so a white guy loses his job. Are we done now? Or is is that enough? How many white, you know, is there a, a quota for how many people need to be fired before you're satisfied? Is it everybody? Um... Are your ancestors appeased? I don't know. I just find, like, there again, the whole thing crazy. And uh leaves me shaking my head because I, I just can't understand um, how that helps. Anyway, uh, we just we, we have our, our co-host has arrived. Mr. Tom. Yo, what up, G? Yo, well, as I was just telling people, I think we had a small, perhaps we had a small uh, crossing of the wires. I didn't know. Um, I didn't have time left to try to get a hold of you, so I just I went ahead. Um, I've just been basically telling everybody to get off my lawn, pretty much. Um, as we both know, America is pretty much fucked, so... I've been uh, I've been trying to I've been trying to rationalize some of these stories, but uh, not having a lot of luck. So um, another voice was really uh, appreciated. I have a different opinion as far as uh, America is fucked, as in it's done. I think it's flipping to turn around in a good way because. These people are turning against each other, these wackadoos, and I think they're going to weed themselves out to eventually where normal people will be around anymore. Well, I said we can hope. Um, You're right. At least we are seeing the odd stories popping up where the people are fighting back 
Um, we even had one where I talked about a little bit, but we can talk about more where the left is going actually going after the left, and the left was fighting back at the left about, no, come on, man, you went too far with the Samuel L. Jackson story in particular. But, you know, oh, come on, man, I, you're really going to get on me for saying what I said about that? That's crazy. Yeah, they don't know what the fuck to argue about because they keep losing arguments and they keep wanting to be outraged. And, you know, they think they're for black rights, which is cool. Uh, but, you know, it's usually a white female who's about 20 that's telling the world about black rights when she has no idea what a black person is other than what she saw in porn. And uh, women's equality and uh, gay equality and uh, what's their other shit? Um, now the new one's ripping babies. Uh, and it was Stormy Daniels. That it was, you know, fulfilling the blank of the, of the story. Yeah, it's just, it's, it just let's came and went unsuccessful. Yeah, let's shove a story out there. Oh, that one don't hold water. All right, forget about that one. Uh, let's try this one. Yeah. Let's throw this shit at the wall and see if it sticks. Um, yeah, because I was just ta- actually talking about the uh, uh, Oklahoma City uh, announcer and that he, you know, that his contract's being not renewed for the cotton picking remark that he made. And, uh, and my, my my real question was, okay, um, how many guys? How, how many people have to get fired, or like, where's? Where's the quota until you're not outraged anymore? Uh, I don't know. If Everybody? A quota. Um, out of your cotton picking, Russell Wilson in a complimentary fashion, or Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook in a complimentary sure. fashion was out of his cotton <clears throat> cotton picking mind. Uh, Instead of like his emotions as a fan of his own fucking squad, uh, was probably wanting to say he's out of his fucking mind, like in a positive. Yeah, and they twist, they twisted it. Like I, I was saying, you know, um, if this guy was actually a racist, he's been the voice of the Thunder for ten years. Yeah. Um, the opportunities to say racist things about black people would have been infinite by this point. But somebody's going to try to nail especially, into the... Especially commenting on, on uh, Kevin Durant and, and Russell Westbrook, who who are the ultimate failures. If you're a racist, you're going to drop an N-bomb with that <laughs> when they're up 3-1 against Golden State. I mean, uh, they said, at what, what point... Yeah, I mean, they're just like, okay, like, all right, so now you got him fired. Are you satisfied now? Does it need to? Does every every white person that has anything to do with the Thunder need to be fired before you're satisfied? Like, where's the line for? You know, when's enough enough? Probably never. But I mean, I I have to be honest. I have to I have to say shame to anyone. If that was your end game, we want to get this guy fired because he said cotton picking, and I found that offensive. Well, you know what? They picked cotton before there was slaves. They picked cotton after there was slaves. Lots of white people pick. That is not an exclusivity to black people. Uh, I know there's a, 
you'll have to help me with this because I don't, I don't read history books now just to catch up with the references. It's so stupid. But, right. you know, I, you know, I get what you're saying before, during, after there was cotton picking, but uh, somebody mentioned something the other night somewhere I saw and about being happy. And I remember there was a song by the country group Alabama that was expressing their happiness, saying they're sitting on high cotton. Is that is that a, a cotton field reference? I'm not sure. High cotton uh, means like they're doing well, like they're sitting on high cotton. They're, you know, I don't I don't know what the hell that actually means, but. Uh, you know, let's let's take Alabama's number ones away from them too. Ah, cotton. But, mm-hmm. All things. I mean, all I know is shit like that. Is that? Uh, I mean, yeah. Did some did some black slaves work in the cotton fields? Yeah, not all of them, not every one. And certainly, that was not a job that was exclusive to black people. Uh, black folks ain't yeah, mad at that. I, don't, I guarantee you, black folks ain't mad at that. Well, it's a possible. It could have been. A, it was an uppity liberal white chick who took offense. Definitely. To I don't know. Definitely. That's the trouble 100%. with these stories. Is they, they're forever the, the 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 people that are doing the complaining are more and have more nothing not coming to do forward with, with with who they are, and and but you don't know who they are. You're getting people uh, like the, uh, not the Chris Hardwick story, but the one before that, where the accuser is Jane Doe. And we don't even know who's outraged. I can't remember which celebrity that was. I want to take advantage of this curve and have uh, you being John Doe or somebody call like a major company and and say that... uh, it's an outrage that I am not the CEO. I demand that there be more movies starring fat white guys. Yeah. My brother, yeah. my brother Tom. My brother Tom yeah. needs needs work. Let's see. Let's yeah. come on now. There's and there's no fat there's no fat hairy Canadian writers in Hollywood. Well, here I am. So I will write a movie for Tom, and we can both make a couple mil, and we can feel a lot better about ourselves in the process. And there's a, a lot of movies out there that uh, would be worse, least entertaining, less entertaining. Oh, I, I think the two of us could make a better movie than three quarters of the shit that comes out of Hollywood these days. And we yeah. wouldn't need you and I wouldn't need we wouldn't need 150 million dollars to make the movie either. Well, it's something I touched on last week, along with the Samuel L. Jackson thing, and uh, you know, two lipstick lesbians made out in the back of a, of a cab that was a. Uh, um, right, uh, Muslim dude, a uh, uh, Middle Eastern guy, and you know, there are there are other outrages that they're all not terrorists, you fucking rotten son of a bitches, and you know they got to respect their religious beliefs and blah 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 blah, and we want gay rights, even though they weren't gay. These girls, they were just kind of fucking assholes, but. Um, they were just making out just to be assholes. But, you know, uh, that hasn't made the rounds really publicly. I'm going to search for it to put it out there just to 
fuck with people because their mind is explode because they don't know what to say when both their causes are going against each other. And I think it's eventually going to lead yeah. to, they say Trump divided the nation. No, you, you idiots did. It was and now you're going to divide divided. each other. It's always been divided. It's just been most of the right has been, in all honesty, quite happy to just not care. They tend yeah, not to be the vocal. The, the, the left tends to be, or maybe not, not care is not the right thing. The left has always been the more vocal of the two. And because they control Hollywood and most of the media, that's what you got to hear. But slowly now with the Internet and social media and all that stuff, the right is slowly learning that, hey, we can actually, uh, you know, we don't have to take this shit laying down and just hope it goes away. We can fight back by saying, you know, okay, like, you know, like this Chris Hardwood thing in particular is really pissing me off. Um, are you by, are you by your fan by any chance? I moved back. But, um, is that better? Okay, there we go. Oh, no, I can't yeah, hear you at all. Right. Okay, can't hear me or the thing? Um, oh. Yeah, there, we're wonderful now. Um, we're, we're, good uh, always, we're good always besides the fan issue, unless Big Nate's running the board and he decides to kick me off yeah. <laughs> and, and then act <laughs> like I got cut off. Oh, what happened there? As I yeah. muted you. Um, yeah. Uh, where his, his one of his exes makes a statement, doesn't even name him by name. She doesn't say Chris Hardwick did this. Just one of my exes did this, but he was a he is famous now and got his start in podcasting. Which of course, I guess that kind of narrows it down to him. But she doesn't even say it's him. And now, this guy has been his show has been canceled. Or suspended. Um, he's lost a couple of gigs because people are like, "Well, until whatever happens here happens, uh, you know, we don't, we can't have you on the comedy show." And he was supposed to host something, and they pulled him off of that. And it's just like, why? He hasn't done anything. Uh, well, comment. Yeah, that's nothing to do with my end. Um, I don't know what that's that not was. the fan. That's that sounds like somebody reaching in a potato chip bag or something. It's like <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. Anyways, um, as I said last week, uh, for personal happiness. Uh, but you know, if if I'm gonna stick to what's correct, I don't want to use the term right. What's correct? Yeah, Hardwick's getting boned probably as bad as anybody's ever got boned. Um, you know, I don't like him. Never did. I mean, I might have liked him a little when he was on remote control. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really a big fan of his either. But my, the whole point is, is if he actually did something wrong, then charge him with a crime, and let's move on. But no, they don't even do that. She from all I know, she hasn't even went to the cops. She just made this statement on Twitter, and of course, because fucking Twitter is now the Supreme Court of the of the land these days, he was chastised and found guilty by some pissed off females, and is losing work because of it. And I don't know at what point I'm waiting for somebody to 
like I mean, and he would be a real good example where he should turn around and charge her with fucking slander or libel or whatever and sue her in next week. Yeah, he's also, uh, like, uh, I mean, the reality is from, from somebody that knows the story better than me is that essentially his is up there in the all-time ranks as as the most ridiculous because uh, she's basically said that he's a bad boyfriend. Like, not bad for abuse or not bad for whatever else, just like... Well, the story was that... Uh... Uh, how did she put it? Because I got it here. Um, he was a bit controlling. You know, he didn't like her talking to other dudes. Um, he didn't like her going out. Which nobody with other does. Men. Yeah, and he didn't like her being out with other men if he wasn't around, which nobody does. Um, she cryptically said that he, she had to be ready when he got home. Now, I don't know what that means. Um, if she's talking sexually or... Or uh, in some other way, and uh, by the end jobs. of their relation, yeah, by the end of her relation, their relationship, she was a, a walking husk of emptiness, and yet <laughs> she still managed. To, she still managed to have an affair and leave him. What a loser! So. Now, what what am I supposed to take away from that? Okay, What's so Chris that Hardwick word? was a bit H-U-S-K of a dumb. H U S K or H U S S? What word? A walking what? H U S K. The who and the he? What? How do you spell? How do you spell the husk? H U S K. Yeah, I've never heard that terminology in my forty-eight years. Okay, well, like a corn, like a corn husk. Okay, it's the outside. Ah. There's there's something on the there's something on the outside, but inside was empty. I was empty inside. I was just you oh, know I was functioning so on the outside, but dead. But I was dead inside. Oh yeah, that's a you know that's poetic, right? Um, like I said I just okay, so Chris Hardwick was a bit of a bad boyfriend, and maybe wasn't the greatest guy to be with. But I don't see where any laws were broken here, or that he could be charged with anything. Because they're like there again if we're charging for being a Hashtag yeah. wars. Rom-com husks. <laughs> We're not going to take it no more. State of Nebraska Gee. demands an apology for you using the word husks. Yeah, I thought it was Bruiser Brody. Husks! 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 Well, corn, hus- oh, corn huskers, was... right? I was going with. No, I got it. I got it. Or that, uh, I'm not sure, I couldn't give you a single song they sing, but there was a Horrible eighties band called Husker Do, I believe. But I don't know. I don't recall that. I usually get your brought that up because I yeah, because I can't I can't give you any more info on that one. Um, Yeah, they're just you know more stupidity, just like the whole and we can talk about this one for a while. I get we still got fifty minutes left on the clock of the whole uh, Trump ripping baby you know ripping babies from their parents' arms at the border bullshit. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that law was, uh, uh, what? It's uh, been there for years. The Clinton, Clinton administration? Yes, it's been there for years. Um, Obama did the same thing. Uh, but they didn't know that when they first. Fast. They didn't know that when they first complained. 
but now they revise their story. Well, he can stop it though. Like first it was so he's horrible. They. He's Hitler. You know. Yeah, I saw that. My I shouldn't. Uh, no, fuck it. I'll drag him under the bus anyway. I don't care if he's not listening anyway. And if he is, he should hear it. My brother-in-law has a the picture of uh, you know somebody went and found some uh, Jewish girl back in the forties in a little red dress surrounded by Nazis in there, you know, at the death camp kind of thing. And then found some Mexican girl wearing a red dress, and they go, look at this. They're just, they're just, they're just as bad as the Nazis. And it's like you have got Ugh. to be fucking kidding me. If you are stupid enough to believe that, yeah. Um, I mean, no. I mean, as I put to him I mean. in my conversation, in my slight conversation I had with him, because we tend not to talk about that shit, because we just go right to war. I said, is the law, is there a law on the books that says he can do this? Yep. So what's the problem? Yeah. Uh, and, if you don't uh, like the if you don't like the law, then then change the law. Uh, so what? Pres- presidents. Does, one of the jobs of the president is to enforce the laws of the land. Um. If if that was if that law was something that you guys were all about and he wasn't enforcing it, you'd be screaming your fucking heads off about oh yeah, fucking President Trump, fucking he only you know he only deals with laws he likes. Okay, well he's doing he's dealing with a shitty one. I, I'll bet you a dollar that he's not really all that fond of having to do it. But what are they supposed to sure. do? You know, and then somebody else made the argument on you. Well, that's fucking child abuse. So, just you know, uh, some psycho some left psychologist. Well, that, well, that's a that's amounts to child abuse. Well, so is it child abuse when enforcement services comes and takes kids away from drug addicts? Is that child abuse? Uh, no. It could be in their mind, really, especially when they by, run out of. But by their definition, run, see, it is. Yeah, that's what I mean. Eventually, by by their uh, thought process. Eventually, when they run out of shit to make up, yeah, it will, uh, they'll call that. You know, whereas if a if there's a, a man and a woman and the child and a, the one of them's a child molester, well, you can't take those kids away from that parent. That's child abuse. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. You know, I don't know. Is there a guy? You think we're heading that way? It's I, I gotta, fucking I gotta believe it's so funny and ridiculous that it's gonna. They're fighting amongst themselves already, and he, he's. They're handing them the next election by making all this dumb shit up. Oh, they, uh, and I can't believe they don't know it. That's the part that's even scarier is that they're not aware of it. They really yeah. believe that if they keep throwing that tripe out there, um, you know, there's always going to be a certain amount of loonies. Um. No, we've got a we've got a caller, but I don't recognize that number. I don't know, man. Uh, now I'm Tim yeah. and Tom, unless. Yeah, I don't know that number, so I'm gonna hold off on that for a minute. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's always gonna be a certain amount of lefties that are way out there, and a certain amount of righties that are way out there. That's just the way it is. That's never changed. Uh, not, not that I, you know, is, is, are they still there or are they done? Oh, the no, call. they're holding on. 
Um, well, no, they're still on hold. You know, because I've invited some friends on here occasionally. If uh, give it, give it like one second. If it's and it's not that you know we don't feel like burying people because I love burying people. But since I only had about an hour of airtime, uh, see if it's somebody that, that I might have invited. If yeah, it's not, I'm, just just hang yeah, up. Yeah, sometimes this shit gets kind of real too, and I don't really want to get in a war with anybody today. Anyway, let's give it a go here. Yeah, you are on the air. Yeah, this is Naj in Atlanta. Oh, no, uh, I'd have recognized your number. I'd have put you on right away, sir. My apologies. Oh, you already know I was going to have bragging rights and was going to say I was scared of you. You already knew I was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I don't know how long you've been listening, but I actually mentioned you earlier. Yeah. I'm a little troublemaker, but, uh, you know, I, I figured I'd come I in didn't and break call up you a troublemaker, this, uh, consensus. You. So much agreement going on here. You might want to hear it from another side, you know? Oh, no, we, we, we welcome the other side. Have your say, sir. Uh, if you were yeah. an asshole, we wouldn't welcome it, but since you're uh, since you're <laughs> Well, no, <laughs> true, but yeah, yeah, we know you're not. Slowly, you never know. I may be. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, man, uh, the conversation is getting – clouded because people are mixing up two things. Uh, immigration or illegal immigration, which is what people are usually talking about, which is what you know Trump put as a plat, uh, campaign platform, that's a different discussion than people seeking asylum. And, and that becomes the problem here because uh, news-wise, they keep melding those two things together, and this is a separate issue. Uh, the detention centers, yes, they, those were there during the Obama administration. Uh, the mass trials that are quick and speedy, those were there during the Obama administration. The thing that changed was the idea that they're going to treat all asylum seekers as if they are somebody who's trying to find a, a, a loophole in the law in order to get in. So they're saying 100% when you come through and you try to seek asylum, uh, you're not actually bringing a valid claim and you're trying to skirt the process. And by doing that, they're separating kids and from their parents. So that's why all the outrage is out here because, I mean, if there's anything you can get kind of <laughs> unity <laughs> from the most political disagreeable, uh, it's when you start talking about children. So th- that's why this is playing so badly for Trump. I really don't see a way out for him where he can kind of save face without backing down. Maybe he takes on this cruise bill or something like that, but this is all the way bad, man. It's hard to play this in a good okay. way for you uh, politically. So I'm not going to disagree with you because uh, you're an American, so I'm going to assume you know more about it than me. Um, why don't they just freeze immigration then? Well, that's that, that's kind of what they're doing. Like if you think about what the process is, they're stopping okay, people. Okay, but if they, uh, right, but if they froze it, oh, they wouldn't they wouldn't have to detain anybody, right? That's just nobody's yeah, coming across, so you can just forget about it. Well, that's the thing, though, because then you're talking about how you're viewed by the world. See, because we're not talking about people coming because they want to come to America, because they want to change their life. We're saying when you see asylum seeker, that's just a refugee who doesn't have that political distinction yet because the calamity from where they're coming from hasn't been called a humanitarian crisis. So they're coming to make their argument and say, hey, where we're coming from, it's a humanitarian crisis. We should be able to seek refuge here. Mm-hmm. See how complicated right. this um, thing is? 
it's complicated. Uh, no, I'm, I'm 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 with you so far. Then I then my next argument, well not argument, but my next statement would be, is the United States obligated to take everyone who seeks asylum? No, uh, it's a vetting process where you would apply, and then your application goes goes in, and then if you're granted that asylum, you would get whatever temporary residency they have or uh, permanent residency they have. But it's based on whatever you're running from. And you have to make that okay. Case. So then my now next, here, well, well, let my me, next let me question is, is then what should they do oh, with them? On. What should they do with hold the on. kids while that's going on? Hold on, one, one, one second. Before we get there, let me let me lay the the Trump side and, and why they are making this argument. Their argument is uh, some of these immigration lawyers have come up with the idea of asylum as a go around, and in order to make sure that that doesn't become you know a loophole in this, they're going to stop everybody. As far as asylum Now their argument is from early 90s Early 2000s Where there were some people who sought asylum And when, they, when their application wasn't approved Those people went ghost And they couldn't find them to deport them So that's the Trump argument A valid one I think Okay so, okay, so what you're, basically what you're telling me Is as per usual both sides are kind of Half right half wrong Yeah because if, if You're this you know, this, this is this becomes a problem sometimes when you're dealing with liberals. I wouldn't say the left because there's a huge distinction between liberals and the left. When you're dealing with liberals, is uh, they weren't vocal enough during the Obama administration when some of the DACA proponents were talking about uh, these detention centers and criticizing Obama, who tried to ignore them, walked away from them at rallies, and this was a huge issue from the left, especially the, the Latino left, where they talked about the mass deportation, 2.5 million under Obama. So that was actually going on, but liberals did not want to discuss that. Hmm. Yeah, see, things become clear or or more muddied but clearer at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. All right, yeah. fair enough. You know, it's always good to it's always good to have another another take on things cuz that would have been something I wouldn't have known. Well, here's here's um, my take that I'm going I'm going to dumb it down. And I do this half for humor but half for um making a point under underneath the stupid humor. <clears throat> I live in suburban Philadelphia, Clifton Heights. Shit, motherfuckers got shot here last night. I, you know, I want to move to a gated community. I want to show up with my kid and let see if they'll let me in and live with them. What's going to happen? Okay. Now, would you call that person being shot a reason that you're a refugee and living in a dangerous area that is not, you know, possibly uh, living in? And would the UN come in and say, hey, this guy fits fits the declaration of a refugee? He should be given housing somewhere else. He should be housed somewhere else. Some country should take him on. Like, do you think that fits that criteria, or are we just talking about, you know, inherent violence that we see in America? Hell, man, I'm in Atlanta. Shootings happen. What are you going to do? Going to go after the guns? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it's, I, I said I, I'm making a, a dumb analogy. I, I prefaced it by saying I'm dumbing it down. But <clears throat> essentially, it's it's you know not to do it and you do it anyway and then what do you expect oh uh, sure come on in i mean uh, some type of system should be 
improved, implemented, speeded up, et cetera. But before, I mean, uh, I don't know how to separate, but before people, well-read people like yourself explained it so eloquently as far as the difference between asylum and what have you. That's because I'm only one drink uh, in, sir. <laughs> our, our, uh, <laughs> our crux of this of this show and the outrage, it's really not about uh, Mexican folk or whoever. It's more about, uh, it's more about, and it's not, you know, about uh, supporting sexual harassment, none of that shit. It's about, and it's my words, not yours, my words, not anybody's. It's about the 20-year-old white, generally uh, clueless male and females that vocalize things, having never met a Mexican person, a black person, a gay person, a purple person, whatever, to a point where they're the outrage getting people losing jobs for half the shit that didn't even happen. And I, I'm not, I'm not flipping, I'm not flipping subjects here. We we just cover everything that's going on at the, at the moment. But you know, it, it, it's. That's who we attack <clears throat> generally for an hour or two, and I joined in late tonight. But um, it's preposterous how these people. I, I mean, I'm I'm sickened by my generation in a way. I'm 48. People that are 40 and 50 that produced these children and didn't raise them uh, correctly with any amount of discipline, any amount of common sense, and just. You know, fucking. Well, I, I, would, I would say this to that. I would say, argue the actual issues and treat the people as you know they're just people. Because no matter what, man, if you want to find a bad actor on the other side of the argument, oh, you gonna find it. Especially Facebook, Twitter, wherever you'll be able to find it. Somebody who doesn't know the issue and is just talking, or as y'all say, y'all infamous virtue signaling and all that. You know, you're going to be able to find that. The same way if I want to find the most hardened Nazi Trumpist, I can find that guy online, and then I can say that represents the Trump side and all Trump arguments. There so you it's, go. it's more important to stick to the issue than it is to look for there it. You because go. now we got access to so much of the population. Dude, you can find it. Like, you're going to find the, the raggedy actor. That has always I, I been agree. my argument for for all of it, is that it's it's not about... Like, we make it left and right because and, that's kind of the shtick, too. But the whole thing really is just, there's no common sense anymore. It's not about nobody's, – nobody's ever arguing about, okay, what's the right way to deal with this? It's always, well, it's our way to deal with it. And your way sucks because you're uh, filling the blank. And we don't care even if that's a good way. There's no way that's going to happen because you're a Trump supporter. The Trump supporters are, well, there's no way that's going to happen because you're a uh, – a Clinton guy or a Sanders guy or whoever's coming along next, instead of that problem being looked at purely as a problem that would benefit all Americans and even, I dare say, Mexicans and Canadians and maybe even further globally than that, if that problem was solved. But nobody really wants to solve it. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of run by ideologues now. So it's it's, it's a winner-take-all system. (laughs) Right, we we talk about wanting to solve it. But nobody really wants to. 
Nobody has the willpower well, I, I think, to actually well, I go, think okay. there are a lot of people who want to, but I think they're drowned out by the swarming masses of the, you know, people who don't study the topic. They just know what team they're on, and they're riding for their team, and that's just that. So I think that those are, the, you know, that's the majority. But I, think I mean, let's be honest. People within there. Yeah, let's be honest. I mean, immigration is a pretty heavy issue. That is not a, yeah. a, a black and white, cut and dried thing. I mean, there's so much going on there that uh, I don't think there's, you there's could, things I know you about. Spend, you could spend a long time getting to the root of that problem. Look, there's things but I know that, about immigration. If I told you, would scare the hell out. Oh, no doubt. I'm sure for every, for every, as you said, I'm sure for every story where I can find you the white picket fence guy who had the illegal immigrant do whatever you can probably give me one from the other side of some god-awful thing that happened at the border or wherever else. No, no, no. I'm talking about the whole crux of the argument. It doesn't matter what side you're on. I'm talking about the real problem that we actually have. And if you get a chance to look this up tonight, you'll check, you'll see what I'm saying. The birth rates of Europe, Canada, and North America are really low. We're not reproducing ourselves at high levels. What does that mean long term? How do you pay Social Security? How do you pay off the taxes? How do you pay off the pensions of your aging workers who live longer than they used to? Well, you better bring in an immigrant class who's going to pay taxes for the next 10 generations, pay into your, your social safety net funds, and actually do the shitty jobs that your normal citizens can't make a living on. Now, see, this is the scary part about immigration that we don't get into. Like, look at the, look up the average age of uh, Germany, and you'll get an idea why they're bringing all those Syrians over there. <laughs> the German normal working class is upset about it, but they don't realize that for them to retire with the pensions they have and everything else that they have in Germany, especially that huge social safety net, it can't be done with their population rate. Angela Merkel won't say that, but she knows it. <laughs> Exactly. That doesn't play good on the campaign. Fair enough. Yeah, no, but you're yeah, you're right though. I mean that, that, that issue is so deep that and there's and it's and it's not just about immigration. It it, it branches out into so many other things that uh Yeah, yeah man, but, you but need, I'll, I'll be honest and say I'm not workers. smart enough to discuss it. <laughs> Yeah, you need taxable workers. And if we're being real, Steve Jobs' dad was a Syrian. He was an immigrant who had nothing. So the immigrants who come in, who you spend the least amount on as far as education, housing, and everything else, the benefits are the ones who break through, kind of overwhelm what you spend uh, initially on them. And not to mention, like I said, that tax burden. Nice to bring in a few (laughs) new class of folks to help pay off things. We got... The uh, Tim and Tom show got re- really intellectual all of a sudden. Shit's getting heavy. Well, um, immigration, legal immigration, is is quite fine. Um, but the the issue is is going through it, going about it illegally, and um, I don't think. It, well, there may be some. Kind of like we were talking well, about, you could, well, uh, man, you could find let, the let assholes. Me just, let, me, let me just ask you this one question. If we sure. could put a man on the moon 40 years ago, do you think we could stop <laughs> illegal immigration if we wanted to? This is just uh, like, there's no uh, 
I don't mean to sound like one of those weirdos, but that was the year I was born, and I, you know, I, I'm not so sure about that they did, but I get your point. Um, okay, now if you owned a farm and you had to get your harvest in, regardless of whatever, and you can only do it at a certain price point because globalization has squeezed your profit margin so tightly now that you can only pay X amount of dollars that most people can't survive on. Do you want them to slip in or do you not? I don't. You see? Um, I, I mean, I, I really don't. Uh, that's a genuine opinion. I, uh, I understand that's your opinion, but I said make yourself that farmer. No, I mean, I you know, it's kind of like the, uh, well, I'm not going to go there, but it, it's it's kind of like an argument to put yourself in another man's position, but you're not in another man's position. You're in your own position. Yeah. And I right. can only speculate what I'm thinking. Because um, the working I, I class argument to that is always, well, if you bring in a low labor, low skilled class, they're going to drive down wages. They're going to uh, have certain jobs that used to, you know, be highly skilled, you de-skill them and give them to people and pay them under the table below minimum wage, that hurts me effectively at some point during the, you know, <laughs> during the economic cycle. So I, I get the working class argument to it too, but all I'm saying is the upper tier who makes things happen, if they didn't want them here, they wouldn't be here. That's really my argument on it. Okay. Well, that that's, that's a, a, another – topic in general which i'm on i'm on board with and that uh but shit we if tomorrow wasn't the nba draft show we could go over time into about three o'clock in the morning because then we could really rant but uh yeah man you got strawberries on the vine you want to pick man so that's why i try to say put yourself in their moccasins because you can see why you know i i uh I've always maintained because of, you know, personal, um, highly personal um, experiences in this, in this nature of, of, of how things are really run. It, it's, it was laughable when it first started with outrage and division and shit like that. But, uh, I mean, I, I'll just, I don't, I don't want to take two hours, but I'll just go with, and I'm sure it extends to Atlanta and everywhere else, to people that are real, like yourself. And not the, uh, not the, I'm on one side, I'm just going to run with it and hold a sign and not even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, I've been on the wrong side of the law when I was absolutely innocent because the other side knew somebody. Mm. I've been on the right side of the law and a benefit of knowing somebody where I should have got something um, done. And that's that's a small, a very small example that that's a trickle down from the reality that politicians are, are basically puppets, and the wealthy basically run the country, and it, it, that's what makes it laughable to me where people are outraged every two seconds because they don't even know how it works, but you don't want to smarten them up because they're too dumb. <laughs> Uh, I, I think yeah. every government is fearful of a well-informed, smart population. And, and I would go check out, there's this guy, Tristan Harris. Uh, he does uh, social media uh, integrity, I guess you would call it. 
but he quit his job at Google because he said these devices, they figured out, well, not figured out, but they've studied people and figured out what gets the best reaction, what keeps people most engaged, and that's how they, you know, drive the attention economy. So if you run a headline that just simply tells what happens, okay, nobody's going to click on that. But if you run that same headline and you rephrase it in a way that pits one against the other or says, this is happening, how ridiculous is this, you get all kinds of, hey, that's, you know, that's terrible. Hey, how did that go down? You get all kinds of clicks, you get ad money, and everything else. So that's the process we're in. This is all new. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're doing all of this. This is the next frontier. We're doing all this in real time. I do. Like, how many, um, yeah, how many times do you, do you touch your phone a day? Uh, probably more I than I, it, I, than I touch to myself or humans. <laughs> you actually count it? Yeah, because I, I wanted to take the test because the guy, you know, made the challenge. So I said, okay, let me try to see how many times I actually do it during the day. And, you know, checking mentions, updates, news stories, reading articles, watching videos. I'm like, damn, you know, 500 times, 500 times. And this was with me knowing that I'm checking it all my, you know what I mean? <laughs> This ain't yeah. a day where I didn't think about it. So, I reference old school rap often. Um, so for any of uh, you 20-year-old white girls who think I'm being racist, fuck you. Um, but to quote uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny. You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey. Uh, he was smart. He was smart to it. <laughs> Back in the day, yep. he knew it's all about money, money-driven wealth, etc. It's not liberal and fucking. Uh, I mean, I, unfortunately, we have to classify ourselves like this year, I guess, to be Democrat or well, Republican. I, see, it is, uh, but only it is previous but only years, to a point. Okay. Well, the, the right-left thing. I mean, that exists, but but it, but it doesn't exist at that one percent level. Right. <laughs> they could care less. No, those no, guys no, don't no, care. No, no. Yeah, no, those guys right don't that. care. That's that's a matter of okay, where what direction do we want to go to where the profit is the heaviest? Oh, that's the Democrats? Mm-hmm. Fine. Throw your money behind the Democrats. That's the liberals? Or not the liberals, because I guess you guys don't really have that. If it's uh, well I guess really you only got two choices there, really. Uh, you know, whichever side it is, that's that's where the money flows. Or the most money, and really, let's be honest, that's the best, usually the easiest way to get elected, except for the last time, where that didn't turn out to be so, for some strange reason. But usually the guy who spends the most money is usually the one who wins. Well, you should have voted in Jesse the Body. (laughs) (laughs) The the Democrits and the Republicans, because they're just like big gangs. Out here in Minnesota. We're fine. Hey, but hold on, hold on. You run that race three way, and you put Jesse on the mic against those two. What happens? <laughs> yeah. What should happen? But it's it's very Jesse's strange. A bad thing. Man and, that, and as a as a Canadian, it's even more fun, or not fun, but more interesting, because your guys' politics is so different than ours, in some ways, and so the same in others. But um, well, you guys are pussies. No, I'm just kidding. No, but you guys. Well, we, we uh, do I, t- I, we're we're, conf- I we're say conformist. That jo- I say that 
jokingly because we're friends, but you guys are more chill yeah, and chill and just yeah. like when yeah, that dude ran over fifteen, yeah. when that dude ran over fifteen people in the car and he's pointing a gun at the fucking cop, you guys just you know kind of talk them down. Shit, fuck that. His head should have <laughs> been splattered. <laughs> and in the same breath, when a guy walked into our apartment with a gun. Did our government building waving a gun around? They shot that motherfucker and piss around. Good. They didn't play. They didn't. They didn't try to talk him down or anything else. Somebody, you got shot. Good. Fuck. Bang. Dead. And done. Next. Yeah, you can play you with the regular don't. population, but you don't play with power. Yeah, you they don't tend to dwell <laughs> on things here. It's okay. That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're doing. Like uh, actually, today, uh, pot was legalized today in Canada nationwide. Yeah, that's wow. a beautiful thing, man. Smart. Nationwide, and it was just a matter of now, okay, you had now, your now chance hold, to hold vote. On before you move on, though, let's go incentives on that. Now, if you guys had a prison system that made a lot of money and housed a lot of people, that vote wouldn't have been so easy. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? possibly, but incentives drive. The point I'm getting at is here: is they once they finally once the government got the will to do it. You you had your chance to to vote yay or nay for who was you know was part of the platform in the federal election. You know if if you vote me in, I'm going to legalize it. And the other guy was no, I won't. And yeah. people voted for the guy who said he would. It passed actually a month sooner than they said it was going to. And in six weeks here, <laughs> nobody will care. Yeah, you know, I'm deadly serious. Nobody will care. It'll be okay. That shit's mm-hmm. legal now. Whatever. Moving on, just Isn't like Seth gay Rogan? marriage was in Canada. Isn't Seth Rogen you know, originally gave from two... Canada? Yeah. Uh, who? There you go. Seth Rogen. Yes. Well, just the idea that we're uh, legislating what you can do to your own mind is already ridiculous anyway. The idea of drug laws. I mean, this is some throwback shit. <laughs> well, there again, we're also working on the assumption that the population is smart enough to know what they're doing to themselves. And there are some of the population that aren't. As is, we can give you examples as, uh, I don't know about in the States, but I'm sure it's even worse, where people OD OD in ridiculous amounts. So they're obviously not smart enough to look after themselves. Well, Well, that's a problem of education, though. As opposed to telling people drugs are scary, don't touch them, the more proper response would be to educate people about drugs. Hey, What's a safe dosage? What should you try? Uh, what happens when you take these drugs? Instead of telling people these crazy stories, it would have been more sensible to legalize things and educate people about what drugs do, and then you get a better process. You push things to the black market, what do you get? Violence, people using things irresponsibly, not knowing about them, trying them out on a whim, and that's where you get the horror stories. Canada will be Canada will be proud to always just drink beer. Uh, well, <laughs> me too. Um, and y'all gonna make a windfall on tax of marijuana? It. Believe that y'all gonna make a boatload. I I joined late, and Nas, you joined later, but you're welcome to hang out because I want to ask Tim if he if he talked about the Nick DiPaolo story. I did not because I knew if he showed up, you would want to. So I did not hmm. go there, no. What did um, Paulo do? What what's how much we got? You got twenty minutes, so you got time. All right, cool. 
Um, y- y'all are both familiar with Nick, right? Yep, I am. He's, in my opinion, a very funny comic. Um, I wasn't even into a political uh, thing until just recently to where I just thought I, I, I feel whatever's correct is the way I'll sit on which side or whatever. But you're all, you almost have to be one or the other um, in some way. So anyway, I enjoyed Nick for a while. I did stand-up comedy on a lower level for a while. Always thought the way he phrases things hey. was hysterical. Awesome. Always thought he, he phrases things very funny. Um, he's been at it for 30 years, etc. He's had hecklers that he's had, you know, verbal spats with, but never in his life until this wonderful generation. Sunday night, uh, he performed at, I don't want to say the wrong club, because he was at Governor's the night before and everything went well. Um, no, it was Governor's, because the night before was uh, Gotham. Don't quote me on that, people. It's it's one or the other, vice versa. Um, anyway, the, the gist of the story was he killed. Everybody loved him. And it was a mixed audience of, of, of race and whatnot, but they kind of they paid to see him. They got it. Whether they agree with his views, his views are far right um, if you're keeping score. But he says shit in such a funny way that, you know, it's – if you paid to see him, you don't care if you argue with his point. He just, he's funny. Um, so he does his set and he stepped out of the dressing room unknowingly because he's played there before and they send the crowd out the other way. Generally, he was just kind of stepping out of the small green room. And now he's in a boatload of people that just attended his show. And, you know, he's shaking a couple hands to the girl, saying, great show, you killed, thank you, I had so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And then one guy comes up and says, Nick, can I get a pick? And his, he was like, yeah, sure, or whatever. Maybe, you know, we got to do it real quick, because he's holding up a line of people trying to get out of the building in the first place. And then his second comment was, well, I'll get a pick, but my daughter actually wants to punch you in the face. And he said, from all accounts, 20 witnesses and his. Before he even got the word face out, this 21-year-old white girl who was described as the poster child for Occupy Wall Street clocked him in the eye with the efficiency of a goddamn uh, Riddick bow. Somehow it's not the first punch she threw unless she had a roll of quarters or something. And actually, you know, gave him a, a – she rocked him. She gave him a, a swollen – uh, big ass shine or sw- swelling, et cetera, and he he's gonna uh, you know pursue litigation and so forth. But um, anyway, all of a sudden when when the police arrived, she started crying and now she has mental issues. Well, fuck your mental issues because you're you're with your dad, who's an asshole, and paid for you know thirty bucks a pop at minimum to get into a comedy club. Paid 60 bucks to a known, his style's not exactly, uh, let's go see the comic on the uh, on the cruise ship and see what he talks about. Nick DePaul is a, a specific kind of blue comedy. And they went in there literally just to cause trouble. And they, you know, this 
little bitch punched him, and I'm not. Uh, I, I don't care how this sounds because I'm just going to tell the truth. I'm not one of those guys who you should never raise your hand to a woman, period. Because there's always an asterisk to every one of those fucking stupid sayings. There's a woman called Jody Arias, and I'm sure you're both familiar with her, who shot her boyfriend and stabbed him 27 times. I'm not going to, quote-unquote, restrain Jody Arias. I'm going to fucking try to kill that bitch before she kills me. And I always believe that. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say, you know, go home and hit your wife or your children or your girlfriend. That's obvious. So you don't have to point out the obvious, but Nick was a better man than me and didn't go back after him. We just got the cops involved, which is the right thing to do. But I, in that particular moment, I don't know what I would do. But However, uh, now that the story's there, how, how do you feel, one, about the, her, her, her excuse in the, in the interviews immediately afterward in the police report or whatever, and, and to Nick when he, he said, what the hell are you doing? She said, well, your set was mean. So she punched him in the fucking face. Um, to me, that's a microcosm of uh, the people that get outraged and get people fired for no reason and get people sexual assaulted when they're just being a boyfriend, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that's the gist of this show generally. Um, to me, it's not, it's not political. It's not left against right. It's idiot versus the world. And I, I just like to point out the idiots. Any thoughts on Nick DiPaolo's abuse? And if, or let me add this before you guys answer. Uh, if it's the other side, I don't think you could find a regular white dude, like a 30-year-old family guy, who went to, like, the Apollo or who went to a gay club or went to a woman all-women show. And didn't like what they said, so he punched them. I think we could Google till we turn blue, and that wouldn't happen. That never happened. So uh, I'll just end it there and let you guys talk. Okay. Well, I, I would say uh, liberals are cautious to confront Nazis, so it's much easier to go after somebody like that. But when you're talking about art, man, art shouldn't be uh, squashed. So, yeah, if you went to see Nick DiPaolo, you knew what you were getting. So the idea that you're going to punch him in the face, like, okay, what, what is that? Like, that is, you know, of course, that's nonsense. It's crazy. There's no reason to act like that. But there, there does become a point to where we try to uh, qualify things by saying this incident happened, therefore. That doesn't mean that there aren't sexual harassment issues. This doesn't mean that there aren't actual Nazis on the march who should be confronted. So you know what I mean? I, I think this is uh, I agree somebody there. taking on taking on the the easy fight. I don't like this guy. I'm gonna go to his show and I'm gonna do this. And you know, verbally, you don't want to confront a comedian because you know what could happen to you. So they figured the best way was that. So yeah, this is cowardice and stupid. Shouldn't have been done. But I, I think we're going too far when we start trying to draw a straight line and say. See, these people do this. These people. Nah, we still do have Charlottesville. We still do have actual white supremacist groups out here fucking people up and killing people. Like, that is going on, too. So I, I think this is uh, cowardice redirecting your anger at somebody who you feel like you can get away with physically assaulting. 
So yeah, she should go to jail, man. I I I kind of get. I agree. I agree on both both statements, um, on both sides. It it, it blows to uh, to characterize every person that doesn't agree with your views as that way. But there's a sense of if they're not, I'll use it on on the white race. Uh, if you're not a savage, then you don't act like that. They're, they're like you, you're having an intelligent conversation with us tonight without either of us attacking each other and, and pointing out things that, that you obviously are well-read and, and studied about articulately. And to me, that's, that's way – that'll in the long run, obviously – well, it should be obvious to everybody um, – help things progress. And – Socking somebody yeah, that, that you don't like what they said. Right, that's what I'm saying. Stupid. That's why that cowardice point is huge right there, man. You pick out a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead, my man. Tim, you got anything on Nick? Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, the kind of the problem with the whole situation, though, is that everybody tries to want to paint uh, everybody with, with you know we're talking about the sides or whatever else. You know, that we're just going to paint everyone with this big, broad brush here. Okay, you like Trump. Well, he must be a white supremacist bigot. Not necessarily. Uh, You like Clinton, therefore you must be a fill-in-the-blank. Not necessarily. Um, Well, if you you like Clinton, you do have to. Even if you don't, you have to say you do, or it'll wipe you out. But that's another issue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As far as the the comedian goes... (laughs) You can't go to the physical violence in that in that space. Um, if you were that outraged, you should have got up and left. It's real simple. That's that's. I mean, uh, while I'm on comedians, just because it's fresh in my head from last week, this Kathy Griffin, this ma- this maniac who had the president's head uh, severed in a Griffin. Uh, this uh, this goofball. Yeah, with, with her, I go the same way though. She should be given the same, you know, length to do whatever her art is. Now, how many people actually want to sign up and listen to that art? That's a whole other story because she's not really funny. But right, uh, well, that, I, that's I why, agree. That, that's him. why I'm harping. But this is the part where I'm talking about y'all. This is why I'm harping on the cowardice part. If you're mad about these type of these these things and the people you're actually mad at, then you should go at them. But you don't because it's easier to attack a comedian because they're not going to hit you back. But if you actually went out there to those Nazis, right, those that's what, you actually and that's what at, I'm saying. There's consequences. She might be see that, that she might be mad at uh, whatever it is, Me Too, or not mad at, but she might be like pro Me Too or whatever it is. So of course, if his right. comedy's not funny, then he automatically must be. I must paint him in in that corner with all those other dudes, and that's that's not fair. Or a- the guy she's, that con- she's scared to confront. Was she punched by him in the face? I'm 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 staying with Kathy just to get to the to the overall point. Um, last week, she was tweeting and, and telling anybody that listened. She was giving advice to Kevin Hart, who's the most successful comedian of all time. He's not the greatest, but if you look at the numbers with stadiums and movies and et cetera, he's generated the most revenue. Um, and has never done political commentary ever, so why? Uh, 
see, without even knowing the story, you hit the nail right on the head. Kathy Griffin bitched to, bitched to him that he has such because a big platform that he should be doing anti-Trump humor. No. His, his crowd knows going to a Kevin Hart show, you're going to fucking laugh. You're going to have fun. You're going to escape Facebook and Twitter arguments and all that nonsense. And, you know, she's garbage, man. She's just garbage. And dude keeps going city to city, making people laugh. Everybody's having fun. His movies are kicking ass. And, you know, he just, like, no-sold it, like, whatever. That's my act. You know, if, if you don't feed into these yeah, outrages. You're, you're, you're basically asking somebody, hey, man, how about you do what you're not good at? <laughs> yeah. For, for me. Like, no, that's not his thing. His thing is what he does. And if she wanted to be that political comedian, how come she doesn't do it? But she doesn't have the chops to do it because she's not a good comedian. But she should have the free reign to do what she does. You know what I mean? We should be restricting her and making her apologize and all of that shit. Let her do what she does. I agree. I think think we agree in the end result of everything that, you know, uh, yeah, I don't, people I don't unless, think Apollo is funny, but he has an audience, and his audience should be able to go and enjoy what he does. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no problem. I, I, I wish I could, I could uh, think off the top of my head some of his, because I can't even phrase things the way he does. He's more of a dirty Dennis Miller. I don't know if that's a good. Uh, hey analogy. man, you don't have to tell me about him. I'm hurt. I've heard him on Opie and Andy. I've given him equal equal time to everybody. Patrice was funny as hell. The little bald guy, I can't even think of his damn name. Is funny. He's Norton, like, you know Nick Jim Norton. Yeah, Nick's just not funny to me. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't try to man. stop that dude from performing. I wouldn't try right, to fight him at his performance. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and there's the point. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean you need to be fucking outraged and demand that they stop doing what they're doing. You could just yeah. not like it and yep. move on to something else. And you don't have to play the uh, any, uh, and I, I really don't like going here, but you don't have to play the gay card or the feminist card or the, the race card or any of those cards. You can just simply say, you know, you know what, that's not for me. And I'm not. I'm not going to give you any more money to a ticket, and I'll never come see you again. Have a nice day, and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But they that just doesn't seem to be what people. You know, you've been on this, been on our show. I don't know, three, four, five times. I've never heard you once, in any of your arguments, ever go to any of those places, because you don't have to, because you're a smart enough, man, to make an argument based on some on some facts, which is why we can sit here okay. and talk. And have the discussion. Yeah, and, 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 and also the simple understanding of when you take away the ability of other people to do that, then I can't get out all my leftist, angry, hate both sides, tear down the system stuff. Right, but, see, but even that's the difference. I don't ever, and I'm not a lefty, but I don't ever begrudge you for being one. Is 100% yeah. you're right, 100% for you to feel however you feel about stuff, and 100% for you to say so as long as you don't tell me that I have to be that way, and you never do. We have our discussion, right. and we kind of usually, to be quite honest, we usually end up close to going, you know, you know if everybody just used some common sense, three-quarters of these problems wouldn't really be problems anymore. <laughs> Who would have thought does. that the Wide Men Can't Jump Network is part of changing the world for the better? 
You know, I think that's part of the problem is a lot of people like, okay, I'll be honest. I'm a, I'm way up here in Canada, a white guy living in a neighborhood where I, the minority, um, what minorities there are here are not black people. I really don't know. And it's, you know, most people will take on, well, you know, whatever, you know, blacks are fill in the blank. And it's refreshing to have somebody come on and say, and I don't even know, like I'm sitting here going, okay, I don't even know if that's the word to use, if that's proper anymore. I don't know. Actually, probably shouldn't use it at all. Nas comes on the show. He gives his opinion. I respect it for what it is. It may not change mine, but I won't. you won't see me tweeting, you know, Jesus Christ, this guy's a fucking idiot, and he should shut the fuck up, and what a moron. He should be blah, fired. Blah, 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 blah. blah. But yeah, I don't even know what he's doing, Nas, he, he should living. be fired. Yeah, he shouldn't be allowed mm-hmm. to do it anymore because I don't like what he said. No, it's the total opposite. You know, if anything, right. it gives me another perspective on how things may be, especially about things that maybe I don't know as much about as I'd like to think I know about. Yeah, man, and that's why you need different opinions from everybody. But the other part of it is because uh, people go in on PC all the time. I think what people miss on PC is PC is business language, man. If you're representing a corporation, they don't want you out here uh, saying things that are going to stop people from spending their money with them. And, and that's why a lot of people get fired a lot of times because they say things, and the board is like, dude, you got to get out of here. We're trying to get some of everybody's money. Not just yeah, it's not necessarily that, yeah, it's not necessarily that we think what you said was right or wrong. We just The popular opinion says it's wrong, and that's who pays yeah. our bills. So. Exactly. Think about I don't know. Your, your all, all I know is think it's about a, your, it's re- think about it's your mother and, and whatever uh, cleaning cleaning uh, tools she used to buy, and whatever brand she stuck with for her whole life. You know how valuable that is to a corporation. Let's say your mother used spick and span. You know how valuable it is for oh, a spick yeah, and span no. to keep Fair your enough. mother as a consumer, and they're going to allow some guy who works on the, the the line of making the bottles to say some shit on Facebook to hurt their bottom line. No or some VP to get on Facebook and air out some grievances, and then they're supposed to lose money? Like, no, that's not how it works, man. No, it's, there again, though, it's all driven by the dollar. Mm-hmm. And, a lot of, and frighteningly, a lot of people are not aware of that fact. Yeah. Yeah. And so, won't be. Did we ever think that we'd get Bill O'Reilly up out the paint? But they did. Because he made some mistakes, they were able to pull those mistakes and what put pressure on his advertisers and got him up out the pay. So that tells you it all day. See that that to it me does. is bad though. Um, if you um, hold uh, on, can I interrupt people, you, Tom, just for a second? Yeah, just what for do we a got one minute or something. We, we got a minute left. Um, we're going to go into overtime here. So I'm not sure, Nosh, if you're going to lose us when we leave the live stream or not. Um, oh, we're probably going to keep cool, on talking man, for a couple of minutes. Yeah, my girl. Yeah, my girl just got here, walking his dog now. So let me go ahead and end oh. it. Up. It was good talking with y'all, man. All right, we got right, we well, got a draft show. We're back to basketball tomorrow night. We got a draft uh, preview on tomorrow if you're around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, y'all figure out how the hell Puma is signing people, <laughs> top five draft picks. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> yeah, good good point. Uh, all right, bro. Uh, have a good night. Have a good night, right, sir. Y'all too.
I like that guy. Yeah, I mean, if if it was any other quote unquote regular caller, um, I'd have said, "Hang the fuck up," because we ain't got time for this. But he always adds as opposed to subtracts. He's smart, and uh, it's evident the way he presents it. And you well, know, I said, he, he, I've never, you know, most guys, if they feel like they're backed into a corner, which I don't think he feels like he's backed into a corner, but if he did, most of them will whip out the obvious. Defense is that, well, you don't know shit what you're talking about because you ain't a black guy. Yeah. Um, and I've, ne- he, I've never heard him even come close to that. He, he has yeah, sometime down the road. Uh, sometime down the road, I'd like to ask days. him. I'd like to ask yeah, him about I mean, he, he usually throws some political social slant at me that I never stopped to think about or didn't know about because, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm not, I don't live there. And to be honest, you know, that's not really something you, you don't get. Like, as he said, you don't get those things in the media. You're getting one slant or the other, and the truth kind of slips through the cracks most days. And if people would just well, stop I, talking I mean, bitching at each other, things probably get fixed, or better anyway. I I, I do live here, and he's, he's in a market like I am, to where uh, – I uh, what's the word? Like if it, if it was somebody of of, of lesser uh, intelligence, for lack of a better word, that I can come up with it on the moment, I'd have went at his take hard on on a couple things he said. Most of the things he said made made money uh, made money made sense, um, but the, even the ones that I was against made sense in the end because the ultimate agreement. Uh, whether, however we get there is I'm smart enough on the quote-unquote right and he's smart enough on the quote-unquote left to realize that it's all about money. It's the good old yeah. boys network that run the country, the Goldman Sachs shit and all that motherfucking yeah, if, shit. If, and all those if the one percenters aren't on board, you, you, in fact, you may even see, you know, the government may even change. But if the one percenters aren't on board, they don't spend their money. And no, really, what do they you know, like, what, what do they care if if us middle to lower class argue on Twitter and fight and etc. Well, and, the, and like my my father always uses the argument, you know, because um, he's a fairly wealthy man, and he always uses the argument. Well, if if it's going to cost me, you know, X amount of dollars to act to do something or, or or Y amount of dollars to do nothing and the Y amount is less than the X amount, I'll do nothing. Because what do I care sure. if, if tomorrow morning, uh, what do I care if tomorrow morning instead of $5 million, I only have $4.8 million. You know, that really... Well, your father is not a greedy okay. man because there are some that will be pissed on that well, no, but well, yeah, no, right. he is because right. his, his his argument is is why would I why would like you know with the uh, you know why would I pay all my workers more like a minimum let's raise a minimum wage he says well why I'm not going to get any more out of those people than what I was getting before I just won't hire anybody else all right you know and then I I, I won't spend any more money because what do I care if tomorrow morning 
I've only got, you know, I lost $200,000 instead of a million. And those rich guys, they're even worse. You know, the Walmart, you know, the guy who owns Walmart, I guess is a woman, actually, or two of them or whatever it is these days. I'm not sure how many of them are still alive. Like, what does she care if they wake up tomorrow morning and instead of $750 billion, she's only got $740 billion. She doesn't give two shits. You know, if they change the tax yeah. law or whatever, whereas whereas you're, you know, if you've got $10,000 and you wake up tomorrow morning and you've only got 1000 okay, that fucking sucks. You know, we're talking about, you know, I, I think we're talking about money that most regular folk, and me included, I can't really fathom. I can't imagine what it's like to, to have a billion dollars. Uh, I have imagined, but you're right. No, I can't either. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, the only things I can think of doing if you have that kind of money is, you know, you know, Tom Robinson buys the Philadelphia 76ers or something along those lines. But if you were just a I'll regular you, dude and somebody... Yeah, go ahead. Finish well, the point. I got, I got it. You know, if you're just a regular that. guy and, you know, you, you know, then you won the lottery for a million dollars, I don't even think you can comprehend that when you actually have it in your bank account. When you're looking at seven digits... Well, as we saw earlier in the year, a uh, couple of months ago, whenever the hell we started this, uh, a regular guy got it and spent two hundred grand of it on putting shit on his boss's lawn. So we're not the most intelligent bunch. <laughs> yeah, but. you know. So you know, there again, can 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 I be trusted with? Uh, you know, like this, a lot of people's arguments is well, those one percenters should share their money, and I would put to you that there's a lot of people who can't handle. And wouldn't, and it would be gone, and we'd be right back where we started, and it wouldn't take long. Yeah, and we all know we all know people that if you know if you handed them, you know, here's ten thousand dollars, do with it whatever you want, that they would go and spend it on something that probably had no concrete value. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, we went and we went and had a party and we had a good time and all that, but what do you actually have to show for that ten thousand dollars? Nothing. No. Nope. Um, so a couple, a couple fictitious friends that that don't hang with you when the ten grand's gone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, when you said if you had a billion, I mean that's a little, yeah. I mean let's just say a billion. Um, my my current situation is, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, uh, improving by the day, um, which you know I'll get into after the fact and share with our vast listening audience. However, um, you know, the last couple of months have been different, and uh, our show's generated some revenue to keep me alive and keep the lights on, so to speak. But, however, uh, if you were to give me that kind of money in, in some irresponsible or depressed or anxiety, et cetera, moment, I would... Uh, I would certainly, probably, uh, you know, certainly, probably, that's not cool. Certainly, um, if I wanted to uh, improve my quality of life, which I desperately uh, did at some point, uh, I would make, I would try, like you said, uh, instead of a party, I would try to invest in something where I could be busy because that's that's the only thing I'll defend about um, money can't buy happiness. 
because in a, in a person who goes through, you know, phases of inactivity due to, you know, stress and so forth, if you have money to take away that stress, yeah, you might go out one day and jet ski like, hey, this is so great. But if you don't have something to do a responsible when you're a personality True. type like mine, you're just going to die maybe even sooner than you would had you not had the money because – yeah, so what you do today? Uh, what you do today, Tom? Uh, well, I slept till about eight p.m. and uh, I you know, I figure I'll drink. I'll drink. Yeah, I figure I'll drink tonight because then have a bunch of friends over or whatever. Like if you're not, if you don't have a stable environment, it's just we get used to as humans a uh, a pattern of behavior. If if you're, if you're not doing anything, you're true. Fucked. Like they said, if, you know, the the first thing you really should do, and that nobody, a lot of people never do, uh, you go buy a house and you pay for it, so that no matter what else happens, you have a house. Yeah. <laughs> you have somewhere to live. Um, yeah. That you know that would be, you know regardless of whether you know okay if we're talking about okay a billion might be insane, but in the states you could win the Powerball or something where you could easily win you know a hundred million dollars. So you go out and buy your million-dollar house. All right, fine. Um, like you said, you probably should have at least, if you don't have a job, uh, you should own something so you've got something to care about, whatever it might be, whatever. Uh, now, let's say for you, for instance, um, you know, you start up, uh, I don't know, Tom's Courier Service, let's say. You go buy a couple of vehicles and hire a couple of people and start moving some freight around or whatever. So that you got something to do, something to keep your mind occupied, et cetera, et cetera. Then the rest of that money, you know, you really should probably take about half of it and just fucking put it away. And that way, if you piss away the other $38 million or whatever you got left, you should be able to live off the interest if you never do another thing in your life. Sure. But people sure. don't do that. But they, people don't do that. People look at that and go, okay, well, I got, you know, I still got $50 million. It won't hurt me to take another million out of there. Ah, it won't hurt me if I. Or like I had a friend once, he's always, you know, if I won $250 million, I'd buy the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, well, back then, you could do it for that now. You wouldn't even get close. But I said, okay, so you bought the Toronto Maple Leafs with your $250 million. How are you going to run them? And he's like, what? I said, well, you've spent your $250 million to buy them. Okay, you own them now. Uh, yeah. What are you gonna, how are you going to pay the day-to-day? You know, yeah, anything for staff, that matter. Like even, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, even even with the house, like a lot of people do that. Like here, um, I'm sure they have you know equal things d- down there too, where there's uh, the hospital has a house lottery. You know, it's 500 bucks for a ticket, but you can win some outrageous fucking mansion type place. And I always you always used to tell people, well, that's all well and good, but I can't afford to live there. Well, what do you mean? You got a you know 1.2 million dollar house? It's paid for. I said, I can't pay the taxes on that motherfucker. Like, I couldn't afford, you know, I'd have to bring in 20 people to mow the lawn. You know, all the day-to-day things, the taxes, the upkeep, the uh, blah, 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 blah. You can't, you can't afford to live there. Unless you, uh, you can't get bring in, money from some. can't bring in 20 people at the border because they were, you know, the kids were snatched yeah, away. You know, well, even they still, even they want to get paid something. You know, if you just had your, you know, if you had your regular $45,000 a year job, you can't afford to live in a place like that. The taxes are probably thirty grand. 
and Lord forbid anything ever went wrong with it, you couldn't afford to get it fixed. You know, you don't have the money to live there. But people don't people don't see that stuff. They just spend, 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 spend. I don't know how the hell we got to spend, 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 but. Well, this is a abbreviated version, and we're already in, a, in overtime. Um, I think we might F, F our stuff for tomorrow, right, if we don't bail soon. Is that the way it works? Yeah, I think we'll we'll probably get out of here, and uh, we'll have to we might have to pull a normal Friday episode or some or Saturday episode or something, depending on the schedules, to make up for tonight. Yeah, tonight was kind of a kind of a weird one. I don't know how many stories you got into that we shared, but well, I got into them, but I didn't get into them much when I was talking to myself. So, you know, it's kind of okay. hard to really really cover them deep down when you just just give my opinion. But you know how that goes, right? It's only my opinion. And I'm sure by by Friday or Thursday there'll be more. I don't think that's even a worry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we can we, we we can be we can be certain in the knowledge that that just because we can, we come to some conclusions that make sense, nobody else will. I'll just keep on keep on trying. Yes, sir. Fair enough. Oh, I cool. guess uh, we'll we'll call that a night then. And uh, for those of you who suffered through the menagerie. Uh, Thanks and uh, thanks to Naj for calling. Always entertaining when he when he rings in. Uh, thanks to Tom Robinson for making an appearance. It's always nice when he shows. And uh, yeah, because that's another uh, another Tim and Tom in the books. So have a good night. Yeah, I'm using I'm, I'm using my contract leverage uh, and and all that kind of shit and my talent. <laughs> what are you for, are you uh, do, are you are you trying to get a raise? Is that what this is all uh, well, about? you know, I got I got one. It's like a Kawhi Leonard deal. I got a one year one year left on my wide men jump, and I'm trying to, you know, show how valuable and basically go into business. Oh, you're trying myself. to leverage yourself into a bigger deal, huh? Well, so you get a max I'll have contract. My people call. I'll have my people call your people. All right. That's all right, man. Have a good night. All right, peace. We're out of here.